You're listening to the Learning Capacity Podcast. I'm Colin Klupik. This podcast is brought to you by LearnFast, providers of neuroscience-based remedial language and reading programs since 1999. To find out more about individualized language and reading programs for your child, visit learnfasthome.com.au. And to hear great stories of learning and discussions that help to push the envelope in education, visit the Learning Capacity Podcast archives at soundcloud.com slash learnfast. This is the story of Amelie, who as a young primary-aged girl was often described as a busy child. When Amelie's parents, Jane and Craig, were given the diagnosis for Amelie of ADHD, there were mixed feelings of relief, but also devastation as they knew that there was a problem that needed to be addressed. Amelie was assessed at well below the relevant standards, being two years behind in writing and maths when she started grade three. After researching extensively, Jane and Craig eventually turned to Fast for Word. They faced some big challenges along the way, but in the end they and Amelie persevered with some amazing results. In this episode, Jane shares Amelie's story. Jane, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Going back towards the beginning of the story, your daughter Amelie had a, a diagnosis of ADHD. Now, when, when you hear that news for the first time, I'm just wondering what, what are the kind of thoughts that start entering your mind? Strangely for us, it was a feeling of relief. We'd had probably two years of primary school where Amelie had been placed on coloured cushions. She'd been sat at the front of you know, the small groups um, closest to the teacher. Generally, teachers were bringing to our attention that there was issues with her being able to stay focused and that she was more worried about what was going on outside of the room or outside of the activity that was going on. So for us, it was a feeling of relief and probably, uh, unfortunately, a a condition that can be treated with medication successfully. Um, But yeah, something that we could work with to try and help her uh, to, to be the best that she could be. I guess it must have been a little bit of both. I mean, there, there would have been that feeling of, oh, okay, so there's, there is actually something not right, but at least we now know what it is and maybe we can start doing something about it. Yes. Oh, look, it was devastating too at the time. Um, you know, it's quite stereotypical, I suppose, that diagnosis. You, our visions were that a child with ADHD stood on the, the kitchen counter and threw glasses at at people and you know their behavior was really quite irrational yet for Emily we always just called her she was a busy child and everyone would say oh she's busy isn't she and we just thought that that was her personality type uh, it wasn't until that she got to the you know the, the lower ages of primary school that it was impacting on her learning and and that we had to we had to do something about that so it was devastating and still to this day, we, you know, two years later, we still have sadness that that she has got this condition. But we're hopeful that we can do everything we can to give her the, all the opportunities in life that other children get. Was she able to make some kind of a connection with the diagnosis? Did you did you talk about it with her? We didn't actually uh, talk to her about uh, about the term about the. ADHD. We told her that she we did we didn't want her to be a, um, to be able to blame the ADHD on that's why she couldn't do things. 
And I suppose that was our personal way of dealing with it, whether that was right or wrong at the time. But rather than her saying, I can't do that because I've got ADHD, we told her that the, the doctors and the psychologists and the speech pathologists had found that she did have problems with concentration, that she had a normal intelligence and that she could do everything that an, any other child could do, but it's just that she had troubles with her concentration and that's when we started um, her on Ritalin and uh, we just told her that medication was to help her concentrate and to stay attentive. I guess that's not a label that she'd be particularly keen on wearing at school either. No, and uh, no, and it's certainly not something we discuss with a lot of people in the, the community just because there, it is a label and we don't want her to be labelled as the child with ADHD. Now, you found Fast for Word because you'd been reading about it, presumably because you were looking for something that would help you handle the difficult moments at home. Were you surprised about what you found? And and by saying that, I mean, is fast is a fast for word style program what you were expecting? I suppose we were searching for something um, to help Emily. Uh, the three years she attended primary school, uh, she had fabulous, passionate teachers that were very committed. But the traditional teaching methods of her sitting in a classroom just weren't being successful. She was assessed at being well below the expected standards of a child her age from grade one and it just progressively got worse. So by the start of grade three, she was two years behind where she should be in in writing and mathematics. So we knew that these traditional classroom situations weren't working for her because she was taking in everything else that was going on in the room except what what she actually needed to be. So my husband uh, researched extensively into um, alternative teaching and learning methods that we thought we could adopt for our, our, our lives and our small rural community that we live in so we didn't have to uproot and, and go to a different school or try you know, different, different teaching approaches something that we could manage in her school and with her friends and her community that she knew, which was important to her and that stability is still very important to her. And yeah, it was amazing what, what, what was out there if you, if you read widely. And so this was a case where you'd exhausted many avenues and this was the, the, the solution that seemed to be the most uh, suitable, I suppose. It was. Uh, Emily had had a learning aid in the classroom for a year. Uh, she'd attended tutors, speech pathologists, um, additional homework at home, and we felt like we were flogging a dead horse. We weren't making any gains whatsoever, despite an enormous effort from her and sacrifice. She gave up a lot of time outside of school and yeah, we, we just felt like we were on the treadmill going nowhere, uh, which is why we sought, sought out a, a, a program. So this is a, a very different approach to just doing more of what you might have at school. So you mentioned you know, tutoring and things like that, which is really just, uh, I guess, an intensification of, of what normal school curriculum is like. The Fast for Word programs 
act a little bit differently to that in that they actually work on building building neural pathways and actually making the brain fitter to be able to do things. Did that difference in approach cause you some, I guess, let's call it cautious concern? Certainly at the start of the Fast Forward program, uh, we understood it was brain training and probably like training for a marathon, you, you have to build up to it. And it started off with some quite quirky activities and mainly um, listening and observing um, and very repetitive. And Emily at one point was going, oh, when's this going to change? I need something else in this. And and the Fast Forward um, support team were like, just hang in there, just keep going, it, it will change, but this is all important in, in your training for your brain in the lead up to you know, um, varying the program and, and making it more interesting and engaging for Emily. So you, you've made a commitment and, and, and in this case you made a purchase, but decided to implement it through the school. Now, that didn't go as you might have expected. What happened there? Um, initially, we had a lot of resistance from the school. This was a program that um, none of the teaching staff had heard of. The speech pathologist we were working with at the time had heard of it, and Emily's paediatrician had certainly heard of Fast Word as well, and they were great advocates for the program. But certainly um, from the school, they had no knowledge. We provided them with a lot of um, information for them to be able to educate themselves on what we were planning on undertaking. We, we called ourselves desperate parents at this point because, as I said, two years of traditional teaching plus extras and Emily was still two years behind where she should have been. So we were desperate. We were at the point where do we pack up and leave and, and take Emily to a different a different school, probably to Melbourne in the city, and that's you know, nearly three hours from us. So that would mean a huge change for all of our family and that's why we sought out this program because we, we could see it was going to be the light, hopefully, that would allow us to stay where we are and her to stay in her, her school that she knew. So, yeah, the, the, the school were definitely very resistant and we had to provide uh, all the equipment required for the Fast Forward program and we also uh, funded a learning assistant to sit with Emily um, one day, one hour a day for five days a week to undertake this program um, because we thought that in the school was the best place for her to learn. Yeah, that's an incredible commitment. I, I was going to ask you why, why exactly do it at school rather than at home? Probably um, Emily... Um, because of her ADHD, she fatigues very quickly. So by the end of a school day, she has taken in so much information, whether it's necessary or unnecessary information, that she's fatigued. So at the end of a school day, it's really difficult for her to be able to sit for an hour and focus. It also was it, it, even just undertaking her homework of a night is a challenge. It often ends in conflict and arguments because she she resists and she finds it, she finds the, the education all very difficult. So we thought if we handed it to a third party, it would take that that stress out of the relationship of parent and child, 
and we, we did do the program um, on a weekend when she missed sessions at school, if they'd been at sports carnivals or whatever. So probably at least once a fortnight we would do a one-hour session at home and that was a great way for us to, to see what she was doing and how she was progressing. The school was resistant at first. Do you think that was because they didn't know that much about it? Was it simply an awareness problem? I think it was an awareness problem and they they possibly thought it was uh, some, you know, way out, you know, crazy kind of concept. Is this training the brain? Um, there was also the, the, that disruption of her leaving the classroom um, for one hour every day that, that they found difficult and... We respect that, that 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 was unsettling for Emily at times. She would miss swimming or sport or things that she did love, but she she made that sacrifice. And um, yeah, it it, it it all worked out. But at, at the start, it was it was very difficult to convince the school that we thought that this was going to be the answer for her. I mean, I guess on one level things are new for everybody at some point in their lives uh, and, and this may have been one of those points for the school. Did they have any alternative ideas about what to do? No, they didn't and I think that's um, where their argument was um, flawed in a way because they knew that we'd had learning assistance, we'd had tutoring, we'd had, she'd been in you know support groups, everything that was, that they could avail themselves to and we could as well and they knew that that she basically made no gains in that time so they were probably um, as feeling as challenged as what we were in how to tap into um, Emily and how she learns and certainly she learns differently to other children and and I think in the end that's why they came on board because they you know, once we started on Fast Forward and they could slowly see the improvement she was making, um, uh, it sold itself in a way. Mm. So um, presumably there would have been times where your, I, I guess, frustration would have been obvious to Emily and there would have been some communication between you and the school, which was difficult at times. Did Emily catch on to that? How did she handle that? Um. No, I think she handled it um, very maturely. We we uh, basically sold fast forward to her in that that this is why you know you're doing it. Um, look, you've gone up a reading level this week. Oh, that's the fast forward doing that to you, Emily. Oh, it's just making such an improvement to your reading and your comprehension. And oh, that's why your teacher has said that you did a good job in your writing session today because your fast forward's really kicking in and really helping you. So I suppose we were brainwashing her in a way to think that uh, that this this was the answer for her. And so she coasted along. She, um, yeah, she was happy to, she, she never resisted going to fast forward at all. Well, brainwashing with the best of intentions, of course. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so speaking about the actual things that she's done, what what's she completed so far? She has completed um, reading level two and reading level three. She has done, um, I think, six months of the reading assistant program where she reads a book aloud into a speaker that she calls 
the McDonald's drive through speakers. Um, <laughs> That's and cute. And <laughs> she finds that quite appealing. And she reads a book and the voice recognition of the program um, trains her and reads along with her. She's then goes through a dictionary of the words that she didn't understand in the book and um, does some comprehension exercises. Um, so, yeah, she's done quite a lot of reading assistant, but, yeah, reading level two and reading level three she has done. You realise that our listeners will never look at a McDonald's drive through the same way again? <laughs> Probably not. I'd like a burger and a Coke, and would you like some literacy with that? <laughs> Right. I'll have my ABCs today. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, that's very cute. Uh, so she's continuing with it uh, this year? She is. So this will be her second year on the program. At this stage, she is, um, she's in grade five this year. So the school, um, again, voiced their concern about her being removed from the classroom. So we have negotiated um, to do three hours a week, we will do one at home and she's doing two hours at school doing the reading assistance program uh, just for this term and we'll reassess at the end of the term. And is she looking forward to that? Does she have any comments about that? Uh, she's done her first session today and has read a book about the um, American Congress. And oh, I well. I with that, Emily. <laughs> actually really interesting so <laughs> not a topic I would have thought that would be her cup of tea but she has enjoyed it she's working with the same learning assistant that she did last year and she's very encouraging and um, enthusiastic towards faster words so um, they're quite a great team so we're, we're very lucky. Oh, you might have a young politician on your hands. Maybe. I'm just wondering, uh, it is, is this inspiring her to pick up other books and read? I mean, she's doing a lot of reading assistant and she's just read about the American Congress and she probably yes. probably knows more about that than most um, yes. at her tender young age. Does, yes. does this make her want to pick up other things to read? Um, yes, yeah, certainly. She, um, she was a very reluctant reader and, and reading was... It was really hard work for her and often, she, more often than not, she would read with no meaning and zero comprehension and her accuracy was made it impossible for her to, to possibly know what was going on. So one thing we have noticed, we noticed fairly quickly with Faster Word was her accuracy with her reading of is no longer for or vice versa, can is can and not can't. And mm. that has made a huge difference to her actually being able to understand and enjoy what she's reading. So, um, yeah, it's made it's made a huge difference. And, and that was a massive gain for us just with her literacy skills. Presumably now the school is still cautious, as you mentioned, but... Mm -hmm. Uh, I would imagine that there's increasing awareness and positivity going on at the school. Do you think that's likely to develop this year? Absolutely. Um, so Emily had the, the same teacher for two years. So last year when we started Fast Forward, her teacher was very, very resistant and questioned um, the program. Um, but by the end of the year... I wish I had a tape recorder because I could have recorded her saying, I actually have to give credit to Faster Word because I didn't think that she would get to where she is and, and 
her report at the end of the year shows that she's working at the standard expected for English and for math. So for her teacher to say that, and I, I at the time I acknowledged it and I said, we totally agree, but I did say to her, Liz, I think I can give you some credit too because your two years of blood, sweat and tears and hard work has contributed to it as well. Yeah, but, I think um, that's often a, a misconception, isn't it? That uh, people th- say, oh, there's a, there's a problem with the child. They need an intervention. We better buy some program for that that child and that'll fix it. But it's never meant to uh, replace teaching. It's there as a, as, a, as a support to try and fill in the gaps where the, where the gaps have been identified. Absolutely. And, yeah, and it's very much a, a combination of quality teaching and something like, like Fast for Word in this case, which helps to bring about that, that better outcome. Yes, yes. And in, I, I, I presume that's the aim really of Fast for Word is that it does flow on to the, the classroom and to everyday learning and um, life really because, yeah, um, you, you can't say that the traditional teaching methods are, you know, need to be replaced by all these programs. That's not the case at all. But certainly in Emily's situation, the, the traditional classroom situation in a group of 20 to 25 children was not the place that she learnt. And as I said, we, we'd been on that path for several years um, and, and had had no no success whatsoever, like very little gain in her learning or knowledge at all. And as I said, this for one year of Fast for Word and she's gained basically two years of of education and knowledge. Uh, you you can't help but but um point the finger at Fast for Word and say, well, that's the reason why, because nothing else had changed in, in her little experiment, in our experiment with her learning. There'd mm. been no other changes, so we have to attribute that those, those, um, that success to, to Fast for Word. I, I keep having this image popping up in my head of a, of a, of a book on, on the American Congress, and I, I, went to a, I went to a parent information evening at my son's school at their kindy, and I saw the books lying around, you know, bush creatures and things like that, and I'm thinking, maybe I should slip in a book on the American Congress or the Australian uh, Parliament history or something like that and see what, uh, see what happens. <laughs> yeah, yes. I um I can't believe she said it was actually interesting because <laughs> I'm not sure that I would feel the same way. So in terms of the difficulties that you were having at home, how are things with that now? Look, the difficulties and the challenges of doing homework with her that that is set by the school that all her her peers have to do that is still there, but the. Her, the way in which she approaches it and her ability to do it independently as well has has made a, a huge difference um, from just her being a, feeling the confidence that she can tackle these tasks on her own and that she can you know read the questions and understand the passage that is being presented that she's got to critique or whatever that is so or the piece of writing she needs to do about a you know, recalling an event or whatever, um, it has made a, it it's made us our life a lot easier at home um, with her, and certainly our feeling about who she is and where she'll end up 
we've a lot more positive about um, about that for the future for her. So, so the yeah. future's bright. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, as I said, we we driven her forty five minutes to a tutor on a Saturday morning, week in, week out, and um, you know, I think we've done that for nearly a year, and as well as you know, the speech pathology session, intensive speech sessions throughout um, the school holidays and um, as much as they were, were probably helping until we uh, started Faster Word, we really couldn't. We really couldn't get anywhere or, or make any gains with her learning. So, um, yeah, life is much easier with Emily and, and she's a happier person too, which which is all you wish for your children. Jane, it's a great story. I wish you and your family all the very best. Thank you. Thanks for your time. You've been listening to the Learning Capacity Podcast, brought to you by LearnFast. For more great stories of learning with Fast for Word, explore the Learning Capacity Podcast archives at soundcloud.com slash learnfast. And you can send us your comments about our interviews by emailing us at feedback at learnfastgroup.com.au. I'm Colin Klupik. Until next time, bye for now.